And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Zombie Parkour. Learn to climb, jump, and tumble without becoming more dead. Private and group lessons available. Zombie Parkour. Previously on What Is Not. Well, Mr. Solidir, how nice to see you. All right, Dr. Ivy, it's time to spill the beans. We're working on evolution. We are putting together biology and magic and using it to create ultimate beings, creatures that can do almost anything. I found some vials. Ask the guy if these are the antidotes. Okay, well, we have enough for the eight orderlies downstairs and Kevin and Ambrose. Yeah, we gotta go rescue the other orderlies. If you guys want to head out, I can take care of these guys and at least cure them so that whatever Ivanhoff has in mind, he can't do to them. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's gonna go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all of these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Pelayan, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. Are we like leaving, leaving like the compound or are we going up to like sub basement? We're going one? up. What, what happens when the doors open? We're not sure. Yeah. Things are not going well. Surprise. <laughs> I think we're leaving, leaving. So are we going up the elevator? Is that what we're focused on at the moment? Yes. Let's follow the people who went up the elevator because. Okay. We know what Susan's doing. Level zero. Doors opening. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to the main floor, right? To get out of here? Yeah. All right. The doors open on the main floor, and the security guard that Bruce choke held in the hallway that was guarding everybody is up there with four more security guards and two of the orderlies that were down below. Mm -hmm. They are now up there, and they are there waiting for people to come out of the elevator. So they're all like staring at us. Oh, they're primed. They're ready to see who's coming out of the elevator. All right. Well, Ivanhoff will do what you say, so sorry, I'm no, I'm not there. 
You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ivanhoff will do what you say. So tell Ivanhoff to tell them that everything's okay and we're we're okay. Oh, that is true. Now remind me, it's Zeke, Donovan, Beth, and Ivanoff. Is there anybody else? Bruce. On this elevator? And Bruce. Also Ambrose and Kevin. Yes. And Bruce. This is a big ass elevator. It is. Wait, Ambrose and Kevin are there? Yeah. Did we give them the antidote? No, they've been with us the whole time. Yeah, they have been with you guys the whole time. Oh, crap. We should have given them the antidote. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I totally forgot that they were there. Did they get the antidote? Yeah, we can say that you tried the antidote on them in the elevator, and they don't feel any different. But Kevin, who is having struggles, says he's not struggling as much, so he thinks it might be working. All right. So the doors open. And so that's how many of us then? Zeke, Donovan, Beth, Ambrose, Kevin, and Bruce? Six? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the doctor. So seven. Oh, yeah, and Ivy. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably our best first attempt is for Zeke to tell Ivy to tell them that all is okay and they can stand down. He has the situation under control and they can stand down. Okay. So the doors open up. You've told him that this is what is going on. He walks out and he says, oh, everything's fine. I have the situation under control. Everything down there is handled. I'm just taking a few orderlies back to another building and we'll be on our way. And Zeke roll for his manipulate someone. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Um, Did it break? No. (laughs) Joe's concerned because this is the new amethyst die he got me. Okay, let's try. They're working better. Good job, Joe. I try. Yes. Now they're not because you (laughs) said they're broken. Yeah, there is a little. It's a little little rough on the edge. It's a little chip. Oh, no. It still looks pretty. Okay. Oh, um, is that a nine or is that a six? Oh, because there's not nine sides, so that must be a six. Okay, seven, eight, plus I have plus three, so nine, ten, eleven. Well, you're rolling for him, not for you. Oh. So what's the number? Well, the die says eight, and then what would he have? Would he have a plus anything? He would have a negative one charm because he's not a very nice person yeah so it's still in the moderate success but you're gonna have to do something to get out of this because they say well doctor we believe that there's been a breach of security and we are going to need to hold you and your party here uh until we can figure out what's going on so we are in the like the main lobby of the facility right yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like an atrium sort of corporate sort of lobby yeah and there are how many of these dudes facing us? There are four guards plus the one that Bruce took out earlier and two orderlies. So seven people all together. There's seven of you and seven of them. Hmm. But they all have guns. We can ask them why they think that there's been a breach of security. Who's doing that? I can ask. Go for it. What makes you think that there's been a breach of security and how come you're not at your post? Roll manipulate someone. And remember, she's the boss. She's the supervisor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, six plus charm. Oh, I always have this stuff not. Plus one, so seven. It's not going well. Seven. Okay. So moderate success. She looks at you and she's like, uh, somebody knocked me out. 
And then a bunch of prisoners are no longer in their cells. So yeah, I think there's been a breach in security. Who are you and what are you all doing here? We've we called to escort Ivanov and these two orderlies to another building. Okay, roll again. Come on, please. Oh. <laughs> Seven. Again. She calls on her radio on her sleeve. Dispatch, I need a confirmation that Dr. Ivanov is supposed to be transported to another building currently by security. And Dispatch kind of clicks back and says, uh, we'll check on it in a second. Please hold. She's got a small window. Um, Bruce attack. <laughs> I think we need to just run for it at this point. <laughs> they have guns. They have guns? Yeah. So this is a, like a lobby area, right? Are there any like large tables or stanchions or other, well, more than a stanchion, something nearby that Zeke could take and throw at this group of people to knock them down? And We can say that there's a very tasteful potted plant against the wall <laughs> next to the elevator. I don't know that a single potted plant would take down seven people in a single hurl. I was thinking like a big conference table. Are we going to fight our way out? Is that what we're doing? I think we must. Well, when I say like a plant, like I'm talking about like those big heavy, like... Oh, a planter? Almost, yeah, big planter, like a big pot that's like heavy, heavy concrete. Yeah. Okay. The urn-shaped stand I'm seeing is about half the level of a regular door, so maybe like three or four feet tall. Okay. And it's a heavy concrete thing filled with dirt and a very interesting plant of some type. No doubt mauve and from the 80s. Okay. Yes. So I think then uh, Zeke throws this, lifts and throws it at the group to get them, you know, to disperse and to drop their guns and to give us a chance to run out the building. Roll your no limits. Seven. Plus weird, which would be ten. Suddenly, Zeke just reaches down and picks up this heavy, heavy urn Ah! and just chucks it at the security guards. And between trying to avoid getting hit and this woman, this poor woman. I felt bad for her. She's just trying to do her job. (laughs) She's just like knocked down by this thing. Like splat. Something crunched. Like something is definitely broken. Oh. And the other security guards kind of are staggered. You've got seconds before they recover and use the guns that they're carrying. So Zeke whips around and punches a hole through the wall (laughs) so that everyone can escape the building. What? (laughs) (laughs) Roll no limits. Sorry, did we actually get off the elevator? I assumed you just stepped out. Oh, we have stepped out of the elevator. Doors closing. (laughs) Bruce is going to wrap his arm around the doctor's throat and basically yell at those guards, don't do anything. Or Oh, wait, that's right. Bruce can't talk. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He's basically going to try and take him as a hostage so they won't shoot at us. Oh, okay. So the no limits is 11 plus 3 is 14. Wow. So Zeke, just like from the adrenaline of throwing this planter, turns around and basically just shoulders his way through the wall. There's some construction guy somewhere going, I just fixed that. (laughs) 
but you now have a clear path outside of the building, but you do have soldiers. Now, on the other side of the things, Bruce has the doctor by the throat and is dragging him backwards behind you, which is kind of slowing down this instinct to shoot you down. I'm assuming that Bruce is giving him that just try it look. Yes. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit like pointing at his eyes and pointing at them, pointing at his eyes, pointing at them. <laughs> So you are making your way out of the building. What do you do? Okay. How far are we from our vehicle? Not terribly far because I feel like you parked just outside of this building. So you probably could get to it pretty quickly. Okay. Let's book it to the van. All right. I want everybody to act under pressure. What pressure? This is a very calm and relaxed situation. (laughs) Eleven. I got an 11 also. What do you add? Plus cool. Oh, okay. Uh, Eight. Ten. Okay. Okay, so I'm sorry. Did anybody get below a seven? No. And who got between seven and nine? Me. All right, so Donovan, you are the last person to the car, but everybody is able to reach it. And as you are getting into the car, Donovan, you hear the sirens go off and they sound like air raid sirens. And there's like red alarm flashes going off the corner of the buildings. The whole place is now under high security alert and lockdown. As I climb into the van, I'm going to shout, somebody text Susan that the jig is up and that it's on high alert. I can't get text. So. Meanwhile, Susan's down there in the basement. Going like, no reception. Well, meanwhile, down in the basement, all the lights start flickering red. So they go from regular color to red to regular color to red. And Susan, are you just still just injecting orderlies? I am injecting orderlies. And I've brought a box of gloves and a little knife. And I'm taking out microchips. And there's it's a little bloody. and um, She's in her element. I did the antidote first because I know what happened when I tried to take the microchips out. So I'm doing the antidotes first, room to room, and then I go back to the room and I'm trying to take the microchips. So as soon as I see those lights, if I'm done, I'm headed up the elevator. All right. I'm going to say that like I could have you roll act under pressure. But as somebody said, I think this is her element. And so she's quick about it, but she can very cleanly and methodically go through. It's just like chipping a dog. So are they aware when I'm done? Like, can I take them with me? When they're done, they pretty much just kind of collapse. They weren't awake when you started working on them. They started to react when you inject them with the antidote. But because she's going very slowly and purposefully, they're not reacting. And once that's in their system, they kind of just shut down. Their body is prostate. They're they're not. Yeah. So they're going to just be kind of collapsed on the floor. Okay. All right. Well, I obviously can't take them with me. I leave the room. I leave the doors open. I can't leave them. <laughs> this would be very unsusan like to leave. But they're all collapsed. What are you going to do? Well, and they're okay because they're just, this is where they work anyway, right? So it's not like they're in danger. Yeah, I know. I cured them, but they're still prisoners. Well, Susan's got to weigh all aspects. They are immediately okay. I'm just giving, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you all the things that I think she would consider. They're immediately okay. They shouldn't be for any reason under the influence of Cryptocore. You know you have Ivanov, so the likelihood that they're going to be put back under Cryptocore control immediately is probably low. Do I recognize one of them? 
You said I might recognize them, and do I know their name? Roll versus sharp, no experience. Eleven. So yes, actually, oh god, I've got to try and remember the guy's name. Um, the one with the dog. Somebody's going to have to help me out. It's the one with the dog. I got it. I want to say Max. Was it Max? Um, I was looking at that earlier. The dog. Which dog? Um, there was an episode where Susan was helping all the homeless people and their pets. And there was one homeless guy who was very excited that he had this new puppy. And so they were like giving the puppy a checkup and making sure it was okay. And he just talked Bruce's ear off. Yeah, he was super cute. I know I wrote it down because I was looking at it before. I just can't remember if the dog's name was Max or if the guy's name was Max, which is pretty much typical because nobody remembers the name of any of the dog's owners walking dogs in the morning. We all just remember each other's dog's names. We don't know each other's names. I think they were both Max. It was Max and his dog, Max. No. (laughs) It was Maxwell was the guy. Maxwell and Trigger. Trigger. Okay. All right. So I recognize Maxwell. Mm -hmm. As the lights go off, I shake Maxwell and I say, Maxwell, Maxwell, are you okay? Can you you hear me? He starts to kind of break out of it. You take off the goggles and, and kind of any face coverings because it's got to be a little bit disorienting. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Where, where am I? What's, what's going on? Okay, you were kidnapped. I'm so sorry. This has to be quick, but we need to get out. I don't know if I can take you with me right now, but I, I want to make sure that you have this card. And as soon as you can gather everyone, your best bet is to leave the goggles on and head up that elevator to ground zero. And we will come back for you. Oh, okay, I, I can I can do that. And he starts trying to like shake up, wake some of the other people. But it's slow going because they're all very disoriented. Okay, I leave him the card and I leave the, the doors open and I, I go up. <laughs> so you are headed up. We found Maxwell, but where's Trigger? I can report he is safe and sound with Anthony and Andre. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not. I know this episode is going out really late, but I have a four-day weekend this week, so I'm thinking the next episode of Cautious Optimism will go out Monday or Tuesday, and that hopefully will get us back on Sunday releases. But for the foreseeable future, my goal is simply to get an episode out every week. So they may not be on Sundays, but I'm going to get them out there. I'm churning them out as fast as I can, folks. Other than that, we don't have a lot of business today, so we're going to go right to our regular stuff. But remember, we are always happy to respond to questions or comments. You can post them in our Slack channel, where we often have fun conversations going. To join, all you need to do is go to geek2geekmedia.com and find the links under the Contact Us tab. We are also on other social medias. You can find us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP or on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll. Or you can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. You can follow our cast in their other internet endeavors. You can listen to Todd on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. You can also read Todd's book, Tag Your IT, by going to toddsullivanbooks.com. You can catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. And you can always listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next week, the week of February 19th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism, and then again the week of February 26th with the next episode of What Is Not. Until then, 
Let's see if the hunters can get this ridiculously large group of NPCs out of Cryptocore right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Let's go back to the group. Are you still in the car just sitting there waiting? Or are you taking off? Oh, they're supposed to take off. So the van was nearby, and we've all managed to get to the van or to the car. What what vehicle were we in? You were in a Cryptocore van. That's right. Okay. So all six of us are in the van. Mm-hmm. Well, so now we need to go to that storage unit or whatever that the rest of the folks were in, right? So that we can ferry them off campus. Don't know if that's a good idea with all this heat on us. True. True. Maybe we just floor it out of there should we leave who is in the storage unit again got eight homeless people you've got sigmund you've got brian sigmund sam lou and true athena and i think you know what we were we forgot about carl carl's been hanging out with you guys the entire time (laughs) We're we're gonna say carl went with everybody else just because you didn't use him at all. And I think that just makes more sense. We wanted to offload Carl. Yeah. He went with them to protect them as protection. Yeah. So between Carl, Lou, and Sigmund, they should be fine. And what? And Athena. Athena knows her way around guns. So I think maybe Bruce just sends them a text and drops a pin and to tell them, you know, this is where you need to go figure it out. Free to leave storage unit. Beware armed guards with crushed legs trying to come after you. <laughs> They can't leave. They don't have a car. Are you actually sending that text? No, don't send that text. (laughs) Send a message saying something like, we can't come and get you. Things are not going well. (laughs) Something along (laughs) those lines. Athena has Susan's phone, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, text messages is Bruce's department. So, yeah. But he's all arrogant. Are you okay with that? (laughs) <laughs> nope or is that below your pay grade <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just text them a random music video to keep them entertained whilst they sit in the storage shed he sends them a cute video of some kittens <laughs> hey. Athena responds question mark question mark question mark and then also responds video sent period no response yet period uh. oh yeah that video to Jason mm-hmm. that's right Okay, so Jason is just not not focused at the moment on his on his job. Are we waiting for Susan? Are we leaving? Like, what are we doing? I think we need to hightail it. I mean, you know, that urn didn't knock them all down for very long. I mean, we're going to have these folks coming at us with guns blazing in a matter of moments. 
And I do think like you've got like maybe one more sentence of dialogue right now before somebody's coming out of that building. So who's driving? I am. I am. Beth is. Okay. As Beth starts to drive us away, Donovan's going to grab his rocket launcher. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm going to shoot the Cryptocore building with a magic rocket as we drive away. <laughs> okay. So and in that very moment, there's Susan. Doors opening. No, no. no. I, I went to the first. I went, I went to sub-basement one. I couldn't resist. I knew you guys would be gone. Susan is still in the building. So are you firing on the building? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, screw it. It's a magic, Roger. Yeah, it's not going to destroy the building and kill her. It's probably just going to make the wall alive and uh, hungry for pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. You hope. Because this is a... Assuming you roll well. I mean, it's all red. Yeah, first of all, roll, kick some ass, and see if you actually hit. All right. Look out. Everybody cover your asses because I'm about to kick it. <laughs> Whoa. Ten. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. As you're driving away, a couple of the soldiers come out of the door and they see the rocket launcher and they spin around like, oh, crap. And they go diving back into the building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And the bolt hits the door, and I need to find magic generator. I was like, where's your magic thing? Gotta roll another dice, see what we get. As the guards jump out of the way and cover their eyes or whatever, I shout, that's what you get! (laughs) (laughs) Next time, don't argue with us. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Okay, so... Colors that don't exist, or maybe that you've never been able to see before, are basically just flashing all around this building. It's like the building is changing colors, but it's not like primary colors. It's just these beautiful, strange... Like, you wouldn't even know what to call these colors. They're nothing you've ever seen before. That's one hell of a distraction. Hopefully Susan can get out while everyone's looking at the pretty colors. So they're all looking at it, and they kind of go, okay, well, that didn't do anything, and they fire back. Not crap. Yeah, and Beth is flooring it, right? Yes, I'm out of here. Beth is flooring it, so why don't we have Beth roll act under pressure? You're at a plus one because you're driving. That's right. Plus one because I'm behind the wheel. Oh, God. I got eight on my roll. Oh, my God. It's sharp, right? Act under pressure? No. What is it? Uh, Cool. Cool. Plus one, so nine, ten. Ten. Okay. So they miss. So where are you headed? Out? Away from here? <laughs> Home. Are you going to try and find the others? Are you just trying to escape the complex? What are you doing? Oh, I think we said we were just escaping. Right? Well, we need to not. I don't think we can leave Susan behind. That would be wrecked. I can keep investigating and wait for Jason. I mean, that was the whole idea is that someone's going to come eventually. Now we have a building that's lit up with colors. I mean, somebody's going to want to know what's going on over there. How far away is Sigmund and the people? Do we even know exactly where they are? Did they tell us? 
they can describe it to you. They can, again, they can kind of send a little, like, this is where we are, find my phone kind of thing. I can't fit in the car. We can't fit them in the car, though. There's too many of them. You're not going to be able to get all of them in the... Oh, yeah. Could, could Bruce potentially just get on the roof of the car and just hold on? Well, that's one person. <laughs> are you teen wolf in this? Like, surf <laughs> I have to. <laughs> Maybe we should just leave. Yeah, leave and then formulate a plan to rescue if necessary. Do we still have access to Howdy Heidi? No, we don't have the helicopter. No, Heidi's in the middle of the desert somewhere. Okay, all right. So are you going to message anybody anything? Yeah, we need to send a message to Susan saying, like, we've been compromised. Also tell her about the, like, rocket launcher sparkle colors because she doesn't know that. (laughs) As I was going up, I got, I went to floor zero and it opened, but there was like, just, I could see pure chaos and I let the elevators close and I get your message and I send back, I'm going to sub basement one and I go to one and that's, I send that before I head down. Okay. So there's the basement everybody knows about. And then there's three underneath that. You've been to the bottom two. So negative two. So you're going to negative two. Okay, so you said there were three basements. Oh, so basement one was not a secret basement. Right. No, it was just part of the building. Oh, okay. So we we bend to the two that were secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Instead, I'm going back down to help the orderlies, realizing that I gave them the antidotes for the two orderlies and the something that could be done. So I, I head back down to Maxwell. Oh, okay. Before I go anywhere in the elevator, I text Athena and I ask her where she's located and I tell her who it is sending the message. Okay. And I just realized, and I, I hate to do this to you, but you don't have any key cards cause you left it with Maxwell. So the only basement you can go to is the one that everybody knows about. So yep. it's just a regular, <sighs> the regular basement. Cause that's the only thing that you can access. And I don't want one of our listeners sitting there going, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so you needed a key card to get down to that basement. Yeah. yeah. No, I was trying to remember how we got down there in the first place. You used Ambrose's. Oh, okay. Because they were out on duty, so they had they had stuff with them. You didn't notice anything like that on Maxwell, otherwise you probably wouldn't have left the card with him. But I'm assuming, like at a regular hotel, like you can you can get from your floor down to the lobby if you don't have your key card, but you can't get back up to your room without the key card. So it's that kind of thing. You like you got out. But now you can't go back down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then can we just, can I start over? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine because you're in the elevator. You decided to not go out into the hall. Are you changing that? I'm changing that. Okay. I see that everything is chaos out in the hall. Um, is it already lit up by the time I get there? I would say yes. Okay. I step out and look for someone that looks like me in security. And I say, what's going on here? How can I help? You see that the woman who was originally guarding everybody downstairs is like lying prone and in an incredible amount of pain. Okay. I run over to her. She hasn't seen me before. So I try to provide medical assistance. Okay. We'll act under pressure. Uh Um, Eight. Okay. You can tell that she actually is pretty hurt and is probably going to need hospitalization because you don't have anything with you right now other than what you used to unzombify all the orderlies. There's nothing you can do immediately for her, but you are there. So I would say since it's a partial success, 
you can communicate with her briefly before she blacks out. Okay. What's your name? Who's your supervisor? I'll get you some help. My my name's Amanda and and um and, and my supervisor is John and um I oh so I'm in so much pain. I'm gonna get you help. We're gonna get you to a hospital. And does she have a like a radio or something? Yeah, she has a radio on her shoulder. Can I who'd she say her her boss was? Aren't there like all these other guards and security people are, like wouldn't they all already be calling for help and stuff? Like she's not there by herself, is she? No, but they're all after you guys. But I thought they dove back into that room. Yes, but when they saw that everything was just flickering lights, they're now like trying to find a way to they've been shooting at you. They're trying to kill us. Yeah. Oh, so they went back outside and are yes. now shooting at the van again as it drives away? Oh, okay. okay, so Bazooka, big flash of magical light at building. They go, oh, hell, dive back into the building. Nothing happens. They stand up. They look outside of the building, and there's like a rave going on on the wall. <laughs> they kind of look at each other, shrug, get their guns, train them on you, and start shooting. Okay. Okay, so I grab the radio and I say, we need medical assistance in the main lobby. And I shout out at the the guys out there and I say, hey, we need medical assistance. We need some help in here. Somebody radios for medical assistance. You see a little bit of commotion coming into the building. And you see another group of guards led by Christy Winters. He was the one who was like the PR guy and was talking to the press and everything. The Jersey Devil. Yeah. Yeah, during the Jersey Devil. He comes in with a bunch of security people, and he looks down at Susan, and he goes, Mrs. Donaldson, if you would come with me, please. Ah, sh- <sighs> Next time on What Is Not. Get these alarms turned off. Get everything shut down. There's a Humvee coming at us. It's fascinating. There must be some sort of necromatic magic involved. The best option is to try to leave, and then we can figure out how to help Athena and everyone else that's in hiding get out of there. Go, go, go! You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.